Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Across the ASEAN, only on Money FM 89.3. It seems that there's a little bit of stability that's returned to Malaysian markets with the selection of the new prime minister north of the causeway. And we've actually seen at the start of this week that the FBM KLCI index has even mounted some gains. It just goes to show how much markets really crave some sense of certainty. But now that we look ahead, what is in store for Malaysian markets there? Well, today on Across the ASEAN, we're pleased to be joined by Mr. Alexander Chia. He's the head of regional equity research at RHB in Malaysia. He joins us all the way from Kuala Lumpur to talk to us about how the recent developments might mean for his outlook for markets there in the future. Mr. Chia, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are still safe and in good health during these very uncertain times. And we thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule to join us. All good. Thanks, John. So far, so good for equity markets in Malaysia, at least at the start of the week. And there's some semblance of certainty reintroduced with Datuk Yaakob being named or selected the new prime minister of your country. Uh, But how much of a factor has this certainty played in helping smooth out the volatility and investor jitters up there? Uh, I think quite a fair amount, because uh, essentially what we have seen occur over the course of the last couple of weeks is that um, constitutional provisions have been followed. And uh, we have seen a quick resolution of the political situation following the resignation of the previous government. In addition, we are looking at uh, the new prime minister, you know, looking to uh, announce his new cabinet. And um, I think right now the markets are just trying to price in expectations that um, the country can actually move forward and not be sucked into this mire of a prolonged uh, problem. Also, the issue of there being a uh, snap polls in the near term is now you know put aside you know that's probably the worst thing that could happen right now um, should we have been forced into doing a, a snap election in the middle of a raging pandemic uh, so I think politically if we look forward to um, you know what we could bring um, going forward yeah you know, I want to go back about 10 14 days ago Alexander and there were a lot of question marks in the last few weeks that saw forward investors begin to pull out in a trend that was only snapped arguably in the last 10 days. But while markets fell in Malaysia, we didn't see a collapse, a total collapse that is in market sentiment. Losses were notable, but not stark. What do you think kept the bleeding to a minimum, if I can use that term for lack of a better? Okay, if you actually go back beyond the last um, you know, 10 days, foreign portfolio investors have to fact been exiting the Malaysian equity space, um, you know, since 2018. And, um, you know, from the beginning of 2018 uh, up to date, I think um, we had uh, net foreign portfolio outflows uh, totaling about 54.5 billion ringgit. You know, I think a lot of the foreigners who had wanted to exit, uh, they would probably have done so already. So I think uh, from a local uh, investor perspective, uh, institutional investors Uh, have been net sellers since the beginning of the year. And therefore, they've been uh, somewhat cashed up and they are looking at opportunities to benefit from the recovery scenario. You know, right now, most uh, participants in the market uh, expect a recovery scenario to, you know, to gather pace in the latter parts of this year, uh, in the second half of 2021, going into 2022. And therefore, a recovery scenario is already somewhat in the price. And therefore, uh, you know, with the markets being forward-looking, the expectation of a better tomorrow has kept the uh, you know the market fairly resilient at around the fifteen hundred mark. 
Do you think that's also one of the reasons why we've started to see some foreign investors start to test the waters once again on the Bursa Malaysia? Well, like like they say, every dog has his day. But I think of in the Malaysian context, it's been the worst performing market in Asia this year. I think um, you know at the at the trough, I think we were like year to date, it was like down maybe close to nine percent with the troubles in North Asia, um, with the clampdown uh, in China, um, that has prompted a, a lot of fund reallocation. Uh, out of the North Asian markets, and um, you know, and therefore we have actually seen some spillover effect. But I think there's a long way to go before foreigners make a, a, a strong comeback into the Malaysia equity space. Um, you know, given the very many challenges that are still still needed to be overcome. All right, we're still meeting to Mr. Alexander Chow, the head of regional equity research at RHB Malaysia here and across the Asia. And of course, we're talking about. Malaysian markets and the outlook. But I do want to shift to what my, some may argue is the bigger problem for Malaysia, and that's COVID-19, still a huge uh, issue that uh, unfortunately has kept your most of your country still under an effective lockdown for the last couple of months. We've seen the country, though, make significant strides in vaccinating the population, Alexander, with over half of adults now fully covered, I believe. Is there a sense from investors that Malaysia is starting to turn a corner with regards to this space, or is there still it, it, too much uncertainty and worry about this? Yes, I think if you look at the um, overall um, you know, news flow over the course of uh, the last six months, I think the one bright spot that we have, that everybody agrees has actually been the vaccination program. And, you know, at the beginning, it was actually slow to take off, uh, but that was something that, um, you know, was a function of uh, supply. But as the supply issues have uh, resolved itself um, over the over recent months, uh, we have seen the vaccination uh, rate actually pick up. And right now, as of yesterday, you know, we have seen um, 40.8% of the total population having been fully vaccinated. And uh, as a proportion of adults, um, that, that number has reached 56.9%. And, and these numbers have actually uh, exceeded the key milestones for you know, there to be some sort of um, traction uh, when it comes to uh, the experience in the US and the UK. So yes, um, I think from a, from a vaccination perspective um, that I think uh, we all agree is the, one of the very few ways that we're ever going to get back to some degree of normalcy, um, you know, that has been a, a very strong bright spot um, you know, in, in, the, in the Malaysia space. When we talk about Malaysia, there are two sectors that, that are hard to really turn down. I, I want to start off with the rubber glove space, which has really seen a lot of uh, expected attention given the the demand during the height of the pandemic. We have seen, though, that valuations have risen to a high level. Um, there are also questions that if we start to see the end of the COVID-19 pandemic, these uh, demand for gloves might start to come down significantly. What is RHB's outlook for that sector up in Malaysia right now? Okay, right now uh, we have a neutral weight call on the rubber glove sector, and uh, essentially what we have seen um, in the, in twenty twenty when the pandemic was worsening uh, was that ASPs, which is the average average selling prices, actually spiked to well over a hundred US dollars per box of a thousand pieces. However, from uh, I think sometime in um, the end of the first quarter of this year, we have actually seen uh, ASPs start to normalize as uh, supply uh, has actually picked up as the, uh, the demand from the developed markets has eased following the uh, improvements um, from a pandemic perspective. So essentially what we have seen since the end of the first quarter is that you know, from a peak valuation uh, towards the end of 2020, 
uh, we have seen a massive derating in the valuation of, of glove stocks uh, to the extent that they now, all of them trade at mid single digit PEs. Um, and therefore uh, the expectations uh, is that uh, glove ASPs are going to continue uh, normalizing uh, pre-pandemic, um, you know, ASPs uh, was around the 20 US dollars per box, peaked at a, well over 100. And, um, you know, as of the ASPs are around 60 bucks and likely to, to fall, uh, you know, closer towards the, the 40, $40 per box kind of level. So, yes, um, the sector has seen a massive derating, even though, uh, you know, demand is likely to stay high, but the supplies have begun to normalize. Um, of course, the other sector that's of much interest when we talk about Malaysia is palm oil, given uh, the country is one of the heavyweights in producing uh, this particular commodity. We have seen CPO prices rise amidst elevated demand. But again, similar to rubber, rubber gloves, there are concerns that we might see uh, demand tested or cool in the future. What is your outlook now for the uh, palm oil space? Okay, RHP is underweight the plantation sector. Essentially, uh, you know, we are looking for CPO prices to continue normalizing from the current peak of around 4,000 ringgit per ton. And we have an average 3,200 ringgit per ton price for, for 2021. And this is expected to fall to about 3,000 uh, for 2022. Beyond the expectation of plantation uh, of CPO prices normalizing, we continue to see that ESG issues are going to be one of the key reasons why valuations in the sector are going to continue being derated. You know, and uh, I think we've seen a lot of ESG issues being highlighted in the press, uh, particularly with regards to the E portion, which is environmental, um, and also on the S portion, which is on the social part, you know, given the high reliance on uh, foreign labor uh, by the industry overall. And really, these, these issues are not something that can be quickly resolved overnight. Uh, it will take time. They are structural issues. And therefore, um, you know, with ESG being a, an investment concept that um, is not a fad, it's not going to go away anytime soon. And with investors uh, continuing to place a high uh, degree of priority on, on, on ESG scoring, um, I think um, that that is going to be a continue that will continue to be a drag on the, the valuations for for plantation stocks in our view. All right, Alexander Chia, head of regional equity research at RHB Malaysia. Thank you so much, sir, for spending some time uh, to join us today on Across the ASEAN here on Money FM eighty nine point three. As always, I wish you and your loved ones continued health and safety during these very uncertain times, and we wish for better days for Malaysia in the months ahead. Meanwhile, do stay safe, sir, and we look forward to next time you can join us on the show. Happy Hump Day. Thank you. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.